0: Good morning, everyone. Uh, this is Bud. I want to welcome you to the Constipated Christian. Uh, this morning, I'm here with a couple of friends of mine, Josh and Sean. Josh, the elder of our church, Shauna, the pastor of our church. <clears throat> and uh, probably the last couple of three, well, uh, for maybe like six or seven months, but the last couple three months, specifically when the holidays started, I <clears throat> uh, got a lot of comments from different people about how they're Stressed and going through hard times and uh depressed, and uh, these are Christian friends of mine now, so uh, finances and relationships, and on and on. I'm thinking, you know, gosh, you know, it's supposed to be a happy time of the year, that our greatest time of the year for us, but you know, life struggles gets in the way, and uh, they just kind of got uh, you know, down about everything. So Sean and Josh have also uh, been struggling through some stuff, you know, with our church and just wanted them to come on and just basically talk about, you know, things that, uh, have come up and how they've handled it and how they prayed through it. And, and uh, you know, and, and that's probably my point of this whole thing is that I, I was talking on the prelude thing here with these guys that, um, as Christians, you know, we're schooled, we're trained, we're, we're supposed to expect all this stuff. We're supposed to just, uh, immediately go to Christ on this and we don't do it. We just break down and, <clears throat> you know, we're in a spiritual war. I mean, it, uh, being in war, being in Vietnam, I get it. You know, I, I was telling them earlier that, um, you know, we're trained, we're schooled, we go to war and you get there and the, um, you know, somebody said when the first shots fired, the best late plans go awry. And I'm thinking like, Oh man, I don't want to hear that, you know, but uh, that is what happens. So, uh, but immediately we're supposed to uh, go back to our training. And then we have to believe, we have to trust in what we've been told and what we've been trained for. So I think, that was just kind of my reminder that I want to just get back to that, what we're trained and what we're supposed to go for. So uh, with that, I'm going to get out of the way. I'm going to back up. But I um, did want to reference uh, this article. If you haven't seen this article or have read this article, it's uh, what prompted me to do this particular podcast and, and talk about these Bible verses. It's called 10 Reassuring Bible Verses for When You're Facing Disappointment. It's by Whitney Hoppler, Crosswalk.com. Uh, March 11th, 2022. And there's probably 10 verses here and just a couple of little blurbs, paragraphs that he mentions uh, in there. But uh, just encouraging, i uh, just run through a really quick, uh, you know, Isaiah uh, 55, 8, 9, my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. God has an unlimited perspective, but humans have a limited perspective. Uh, we're supposed to, it goes on different, uh, John sixteen thirty three. In in me, you may have peace, take heart, trust in him at all times, different verses, trust in the Lord, those who have hope in the Lord with re- will have renewed strength. I wait patiently for the Lord. So it just goes on. But, but I think if you haven't read these scriptures lately, and you're going through some tough times, uh, I'll obviously be praying, but then obviously uh, t- uh, take a look at these scriptures. So, with that, as I say, Sean is here. Josh is here. I'm going to step back and uh, want them just to kind of go for it. You good? Yeah. All right.
1: Absolutely. You want to start, my man? Oh man.
0: <laughs> so he, he's he's belaying to Josh. So.
2: <laughs> oh.
0: Just talk. Uh, how about you know when you, as we're going through this, uh, this these times, how we're. How you felt, you know, just how you felt personally, that's all.
2: Yeah. Um so I mean, some context here, the last what six months? Six months, um, you've been going through you know, big um changes in our church, um, changes in leadership, in style, in um you know, people who are who are very involved in running the church. Um, And it's uh, it has been a learning experience, I would say, very, you know, very difficult because when you're the one you kind of um, making those changes come about or being responsible for those changes, you know, there's a lot of um, questioning, you know, decisions, a lot of, um, you know, is this the right thing? Why are you doing this? Why are you doing that? And it can be hard because, you know, you want you want to be liked, right? You don't want uh, (laughs) to you don't want to be disliked by anyone and you know that the decisions you're making impact people impact their lives impact their day to day which is hard so you have to take that seriously and trust that, you know when you're when you're going down that road the things that you're doing the decisions you're making you're you're following god's leading and how you're doing it um definitely definitely learning a lot through it um things i would do differently cuz that's not something you talk about training and, and being being trained up to do things. I would say this is something I was never trained for other
0: than reading the Bible. Other
2: than reading the Bible. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yes. No experience in, in a lot of the, the the like practical ways to accomplish some of these things. So, you know, there's there's definitely things I look back on like, OK, I know it's the right decision that I executed as well as I could have. No, like I could have done something better.
0: And let me just say one thing, uh, Josh has been with the church for 15 years or, uh, since 09, October of 09. Okay. So a long time, but he was just newly, uh, made an elder in January. So, um, January of a year ago. So,
2: uh, it was actually April of, uh, 2022.
0: Okay. So it's, it's been, you know, like not a long time. And admittedly, some people in the church didn't even know who Josh was. So when he came up on stage, who is this guy? But he had to make some tough decisions being Sean's right-hand man. I mean, he just, uh, you know, uh, Josh and Sean are just uh, joined at the hip, so to speak, and uh, just lovely guys, and uh, I I just love them. So they were going through this together, and that's how Josh kind of got into this. And so uh, with that, I'll turn it back over.
2: I'm I'm much more comfortable behind the scenes than – I know, yeah. front and center. And this is definitely thrusting me to front and center. And
0: that's what I love about Josh. He's not a, a grandstanding type guy as Sean is. So it's wait, uh, wait, wait. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I, I, I can relate to Josh because I'm a behind the scenes guy too. So I, I just love that.
1: Yeah. I mean, what people will never believe. And so I even struggle to say this out loud, but I'm actually way more of an introvert than I know you, you, you think. Are. Way more of an introvert than people think. But like, I also have a personality that can be on stage. So I'm like, I guess in the personality context, it's like I'm a sanguine and, but I'm more of a phlegmatic. So I'm way more low key chill, but I can kind of get to that place. So yeah, I'm more like you guys than you think.
2: Um, I'd say you also feel deeply. Like I've I've noticed about that. You like... You take things really to heart, yeah. you know, in a way that I, that I don't see in a lot of people. So, uh,
1: yeah, you're right. Well, I can go a few different directions. I mean, I can, it sounds like I can kind of move into talking about handling disappointment, or I can move into Leading and challenging times, because I think we're kind of talking about both. So, yep. where do you want me to go? The
0: floor is yours. We can go over the thirty minutes and start another one and continue placing place them together. What do you want to do?
1: Okay. One thing that I I think is really important to note as we began to take this on and uh, realize that there were some <laughs> changes, some significant changes that need to be made. That there is a beautiful remnant of people at our church. I mean, think about this, Josh, like, we had to get in front of the church and say, you know, hey, you know, we're transitioning leadership. um, And we're gonna take a look at all the bylaws and the governing structure. And it's very likely that we are going to rip it up and do something new. And by and large, the church said, let's do it. Like, that's you know, that's, that's a miracle to me, that's hard to do. I mean, this church has existed for 24, we just celebrated 25 years of being in existence. And so to go in front of the church and say all that, and for the church to say, you know, let's go is, uh, it's really, it's really amazing. So I think it's really important to note that, you know, these have been challenging times to lead in, but there is a vibrant beautiful community of people have come to us and said we understand we trust that you guys are the ones that God has put here and you know lead the way and that that has been in the hardest of times for me really really helpful yeah and i would second that
2: i just appreciate all the prayers that people are giving you know, that, oh gosh, Yeah. I don't know how many people have said that they're praying for us. Yeah. Um people are stepping up and saying, "Hey, how can we help? What can we do?" Um and unfortunately, a lot of times we're not organized enough yet to say, "Hey, yeah, let's plug you in here." <laughs> Cuz we, we're just not there yet. So, um but the heart is there. I love the heart and we're I'm looking forward to very soon being able to really um, empower people yeah. to be able, to be able to step into what God's calling them to do.
1: Just like you, Josh, just been learning a lot in this season, and I've had to spend a lot of time seeking God, thinking through decisions mm-hmm. for the reasons you stated. is, you know, the impact that it has on people, um, and like, there's like, you know, me, I, I talk in points, right? I'm a linear thinker that way, but like, there's like three things that I've learned in this project three, three things that I'm learning, I should say, because we're still walking it. Um, you know, and so the first thing that I learned is that like, if you're, if you're going to lead at all, you're gonna be misunderstood. Isn't that right? It's mm-hmm. How it's felt like you're going to be misunderstood. Um, I You know, I already have a savior's complex. I've been told this many times, <laughs> one of my mentors, my, my boss of my previous company who I just love, he's a father figure in my life. He would tell me all the time as I was managing in his organization is he was like, you just think you could save everyone, don't you? And I'm like, yes, (laughs) you know, and sometimes it's good. And sometimes it really goes off the rails. And, but because of that, um, you know, I find myself trying to over explain myself at times trying to really get people to, to get to where I am. And, um, you know, one big lesson that I've learned is that I have to stop trying to explain myself to people who are committed to misunderstanding me. Mm. That there are some people um, just based on where they are, um, you know, there's all kinds of reasons and dynamics at play. But you know, sometimes you make decisions and there's no amount of explanation that's going to uh, make anyone feel good about the situation. Um, You know, it reminds me of something that Brene Brown said. Uh, She talks about um, cheap seat criticism. Um, And she basically says, and I I don't have the guts to say this, so I want (laughs) to just quote her on this because it's good. She says, if you're not in the arena getting your butt kicked i had to rephrase that if you're not in the arena getting your butt kicked on occasion i'm not interested or open to your feedback there are a million cheap seats in the world today filled with people who will never be brave with their own lives but will spend every ounce of energy they have hurling advice and judgment at those of us trying to dare greatly their only contributions are criticism cynicism and fear-mongering and so if you're not criticizing from a place where you're not also putting yourself on the line. I'm not interested in your feedback. Um, And that's like been a powerful lesson for me is that I think it's really easy to kind of stand off and watch things that are happening and have all kinds of opinions about it. But I would say the position we've been in um, has been a really difficult one. And so just being okay with being misunderstood is something I've had to own in this time.
2: Yeah, and I would say it's not just like being okay with being misunderstood. It's also being open to having those discussions that people are coming to to you with genuine concern, right? And oh, yeah. like, we're not—we just we understand people are gonna there's gonna be misunderstanding because yep. they're not part of the the decision making process, the conversations, all of everything that's going into it. And so, you know, it, it's not like I don't—I understand what you're saying. You're not saying, "Hey, we're not gonna like." explain right you know but it's it's our purpose you know in this with the church is that we want the church to succeed and to do well and to grow and to be able to go out and show people what it means to be a true christian to walk the way that jesus walked to love people and to 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 do that well that's what we're shooting for yeah and so when people are coming to it you know if they come with that same goal in mind right that same spirit it makes it easier to, to, to have that, that shared goal. And, and then to talk about, and there may be disagreements about how we get there. Yeah. And that's totally cool. It's totally cool to have disagreements, have different ideas on, on how we do that.
1: Yeah. I think, and I think that's what I'm going for is what you said right there at the end is maybe the disagreements of how you get from where you are to where, you know, God is leading us. Cause yeah, like, and maybe I should have said it first, cause you're totally right like, I'm not interested in any way of withholding information and people just needing to kind of deal with a decision that gets made. Like the, the one of the first things that God began to speak to me, actually, and it was actually right after I got ordained. Right. So we had that, that service and I became an elder September of 2021. Yeah. And right away, like God spoke four words to me, right? It was truth, repentance, vulnerability, transparency. And I thought it was, I thought he was saying that to me and owned it for a while and was like, wow, okay, I guess I'm not, I'm not these things and I need to work on that, blah, 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 blah. But then shortly, a couple months after that, I got brought on staff and then I realized, oh, he's talking about like the whole church body, like this is the type of culture that God's bringing to the rock. And, and that's the only way I want to lead. So I agree with you. It's like, I want to have conversations I want to be I'd want to be understood. And so I do want to have, you know, allow people to ask questions and dig deep and dig in. But there does come a point where it's like, okay, well, this is where God's leading us. And yeah, if my explanation is is gonna just keep taking us in circles, and at some point it's like, okay, well, yeah, and I, and I
2: would say in that like, the priority is gonna be following God, right? Hundred percent. With the, the secondary priority being maintaining a relationship. Yeah. So, you know, with with anyone, you know, as we're talking it, again, disagreements are fine, yeah. but we want to love each other. We want to you know love each other through that. So. Absolutely
0: so I just uh, want to come back in a little bit but uh, you know uh, John 16 33 is one of the verses that I was uh, referring to that uh, Jesus says in this world you will have trouble Jesus guarantees that we will all sometimes be disappointed in this fallen world where we can't avoid trouble Mm -hmm. however in the same verse Jesus also declares in me you may have peace and encourage us to take heart because I have overcome the world so is we're going through this uh, change at the church, and just any church, and just in life, and you know, seasons on and on. We were very comfortable in our church. I mean, you know, I mean, for the most part, for for for, for people that would just come to church or whatever, that was a beautiful. It still is, but it was just a an easy life to come and just mm-hmm. uh, enjoy and worship and get up and go home and on and on. But the struggles that we were going through, that people didn't. Uh, see had to be dealt with. And, you know, referring back to this first that, you know, Christ guarantees we're going to have struggles, and, and I'm the first to admit, I don't like change. I, I like to things just keep going along the way they are. And I, I mean, uh, I don't like to, you know, flog a dead horse. I don't like to, uh, you know, be um, confrontational or whatever, but um, things just had to change. And so I think in defense of everybody that's talking uh, about the change and how we go through it and, we're going to just offend a lot of people. You guys are going to offend a lot of people. Or you're going to make friends with a lot of people or probably f- fewer people than you're going to offend, I think. <laughs> so this has been a, a, a difficult time. But um, uh, just stay in the course, you know, is, is uh, what I, why I was having them come on. And um, yeah. we're still you know, six, eight months going through this. We're still going through this. You, or you guys are. Um, you're... Uh, keeping your chin up, you're keeping the faith. You're not, uh, a, a, and as leaders, whether you like it or not, you have to. Uh, oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? You got to keep up the, yeah. a, at least a good face uh, anyway. So, oh, I mean, and there's
1: like one other, like something else um, that I've been receiving too, like just speaking to what you were talking about as far as like what Jesus's encouragement was in that moment. Um, every now and then, and Josh, I don't even know how much I've talked to you about this, but every now and then I get overwhelmed by the task at hand. And I just step back and kind of look at it all and and think to myself, man, this is too much. And like, every single time I do that, which has been of great comfort to me, um, I just sense the Holy Spirit just reminding me, hey, you've been invited into stewardship, not ownership. Right? And I think about, you know, Matthew 11, right? What Jesus says, Come to me, all you who are weary and heavy laden, I'll give you rest, right? Take my yoke upon you, right? My, my, my burdens easy, you know, or, you know, my, my yoke is easy, excuse me, my burden is light. And so whenever I find myself weary, and restless, um, it's a reminder to me that I'm forgetting who I'm supposed to be yoked to. And so I so I'm, I feel myself always kind of in this kind of getting out of that alignment and having to like sometimes daily kind of realign with what God's doing And it. I mean, it's been a really hard season, but it's also been like I've grown like crazy. I mean, you don't see the growth. You know, I can say it now six months into it. <laughs> But there's, you know, been a lot of time in here where it's just like, how am I going to survive? You know, so it's really easy to feel that way too
2: because, a, you've got a full time job outside of the church. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we we both do. Yeah. B, we've both got big families, four kids yeah. each. Yeah. So there's, you know, there's the family commitment. You know, usually those two things alone are enough to full plate. to overwhelm people. Yeah. Um, and then to bring on and see the amount of work that we have at times, you know, with the church, it, it can be discouraging. It can be, it can, like you said, feel overwhelming. Yep. Um, but like you said, you get, you have that peace that God brings in the moment and you, you do what you can do it, you know, at the time. Yep. And you know, that you're just breaking off a little bit at a time. And like, we want to put this like time frame on like, Oh, we want to have all of this done by a certain point. And mm-hmm. we have to release that and know yep. that like, <laughs> Like God's got his schedule and we're just going to continue to be faithful and,
1: and things will work out the way they're supposed to on his schedule. It's funny you say that because I was even thinking about, you know, the leadership team that, you know, God led us to put together, which is, as you and I know, has been such a blessing to us in this season, right? Like how could we have oh, done geez. anything we've done? without them, they're way smarter than us. I mean, goodness gracious. And so but here's the thing I think about is because you talk about wanting to get things done at a certain speed. You're 100% right. Like, I think there is a temptation for us to feel like we have to have this figured out, and all kind of processed with the team and done and spit out and finalized. But to me, like, I feel like it was more important to get the right people in the room, right, instead of getting the people who could do this the fastest. And so it's it's really the genius of God, cause I, we didn't think about it this way. But again, months later, being able to look at it from the outside a little bit. Think about that room, man, like everyone in that room has all kinds of plate spinning, right? Like everyone's got a lot of stuff on their plate. Everyone's really busy. We literally have to meet late on a weekday night. And then we go to midnight most times that we meet. I mean, it's just, it's crazy town, you know, but like, so that's been the right group though. And so since it's the right group, yeah, maybe it feels to me like things don't move as fast as I would like it to move, but because it's the right group, it's worth how much time it's taken to get things done and to, you know, to do it in a way that we all, I mean, yeah, there's been some really hard decisions to make, but you know, we have not lacked rigor. We have not lacked prayerful consideration, deep thoughts, hard conversations. You know and it's because you know i I really truly believe that you know god led us to assemble the right the right you know the right people
0: and i like what you guys are saying about uh you know god's timing not our timing Uh, that's you know my biggest thing i'm impatient especially at my age um i think gosh i gotta get this accomplished you know i mean i just get ahead of myself and always i will say generally always it's the wrong way to go so um just to be reminded that it's God's timing, God's wisdom, not my wisdom. I think I got it figured out. I, I've, I've got and I'm kind of analytical in certain uh, ways that I've got certain options and I want to exercise and I, and, I, and I go with one of them. The first one should always be God, what would you like me to do in this time? And yeah. even though it doesn't sound right to step back and just say, gosh, I, you know, the uh, the ceilings caving in, the walls are caving in. But, you know, what do you want me to do? You know, yeah. rather than just react and see if you can prop up the walls or hold up the ceiling or whatever. And that's a tough thing to do. And going through this whole thing, uh, one of the comments I heard was, uh, I don't think the word was a robotic, but it kind of put me in the mind of like a, a robotic, you know, you're just kind of just reacting a robotically to this stuff. And it wasn't robotically, mm-hmm. it was just methodically, you know, which is kind of robotically, if you think about it. But it's thinking things through. It's not reacting. It's breathing. <clears throat> I've, I've talked to the podcast before about this guy that when I did this uh, restaurant, Jack Bezik, you know, I, I would talk to him. He was one of the uh, guys that designed all my stuff. And I'd ask him stuff and he would always go. And this is back in the 70s. He's obviously on Earth, admittedly, probably on drugs and long hair. We were all hippies back then. <laughs> but I'd say, you know, and he'd go. ah. Uh, and I just you know want to go like Jack, come on, you know. Oh, no. <laughs> and you go, I don't think I like that idea or something. And I go, Oh, okay, well, but he would always pause before he spoke. And I thought, God, just say it, you know. But when he spoke, he spoke with wisdom and he had the right words. So not that's that good. Jack was very close to Christ, but uh we need to be
2: uh that that's real quick, that reminds me of stuff my wife says about me sometimes she she compares because she processes things a lot faster and gets there a lot faster mm-hmm. and so she compares herself to a Mac computer
0: I can see that and then yeah. she
2: says that <laughs> that I'm the that 1980s you know dot matrix whatever it is like yeah you know that it just takes me a while to get there but I do I like to think through things and process them Same. and not like jump into it right away yeah, yeah. And, and later regret. It's I, hard to do you when know. you're under
0: fire. though. I mean, you know, you, you want to react because you don't want to let that moment go by that you could really respond to somebody and either put them in their place or say something or whatever. But sometimes it's just better to just nod or go, you know, let me think about that for a bit. You know, uh, one of the, uh, I was a marketing manager for USA and had to go through all these training things. And one of the things that they uh, discussed was uh, how to disarm people because you're going to get a lot of people, you know, coming at you with stuff and how to dis- uh, disarm people. And sometimes, you know, like you don't want to uh, agree with them if it's wrong, but sometimes just by saying, you know what, some of the things you're saying, I got to rethink this because you might be right about this. And they just immediately just kind of brings them down like, you know, hmm. oh, uh, I thought we we're going to argue this type thing or whatever. Well, I, I don't agree with you, but you do bring up some good points or whatever and it and it disarms them. So rather than me just saying, oh, my God, that's stupid. You know, I mean, that's my initial re- reaction. Yeah. So <clears throat>
2: but I was gonna, you're talking about reacting though and being reactive. I felt like the fall, this last fall for us, we had to be very reactive, um, because we were coming into a better understanding of where we were financially as a church, just what you know where we were at, and and it required us to react very quickly on things to to make it so that we could survive. You know, we wouldn't have survived if we hadn't had yeah, to make some. Yeah, stop very... the
0: bleed financially. Obviously, I had to stop the bleed. I mean, that right. was something that was you know number one. But I'm talking about reacting to people's. Oh yeah. Comments on the on the peripheral. I mean, on the perimeter. I mean, you. You. I don't know if you guys heard of it, but Just a lot of stuff going on. That's oh like, yeah. Oh my gosh, give me a break. You know. So. Mm-hmm. But
2: it's hard because when you are reacting that way, though. So I'm I'm talking about the financial and the decisions yeah. that we had to make. It's similar to you know conversations you have with people sometimes. And you're having to react that quickly on things and make decisions And you, they, we, we we did pray about it. we felt like those were the right decisions to make but the, again that's where like that execution falls through because you, you're moving so quickly yeah. that the way you execute it, it it doesn't come off the way that you want it to or should sometimes yeah and,
1: that, that's been the that's been the feedback that you know has been well received at least by me and I agree. Like it's the type of stuff that in some ways I would like to change, even though I'm not sure how much you could change, but like the feedback that I've gotten from, you know, many people who would probably classify themselves as not necessarily outsiders looking in, but they definitely don't, they understand, they don't see everything. It's been, wow, this all happened really fast. And it makes me think that there was other stuff. And yeah, sometimes when you have to move fast, it kind of brings up all kinds of questions, um, you know, so, but I, I would agree. Like, I think, like, I know you to be that way, Josh, as far as like, you know, you're way more thoughtful before you just jump into something. And I work that way too, and I'm with you. Like my wife definitely gets frustrated with me cause I'm not quick to, <laughs> you know, the only thing I think I'm quick to do is buy sneakers. I can see a pair of sneakers and say, Yep, I want those. But almost any other decision I make, I usually like take a beat and think through and read the reviews. Yeah. So yeah, so I don't think we've really lacked it, but it has felt that way.
0: So you want to laugh it up? You want to keep going?
1: Well, I just want to say this last thing. The one thing that I think is important when you think about leading in challenging times Uh, that I've learned just, and this is like more on a personal level for someone who would be leading in in challenging times is like just the importance of like knowing God as intimate friend has been a lesson learned. I have been in ministry for basically since the moment I um, came to faith at age 19, so 20 years. But I feel like from that moment until about this season of life, I was like, you know, I was like, in the army of God, I was a warrior, like I could take orders and okay, God, whatever you want me to do, I'll do. And it worked for me for a long time. But I recognized stepping into this season, that I needed a different type of relationship with God, I needed to know him not just as you know, the king, from whom I take orders and execute orders, but I needed to know him as intimate friend. And um, that's been really, really important for me. So much so that, you know, even in this process with God, as I've been walking this this time out, like there was like two things that he's really cemented in my heart. I think it's important for, for me, but I would even say to any leader is that, especially when things get hard, two things. First thing is, know god has made it very clear that you know i don't have permission to feel sorry for myself not only do i not have permission to feel sorry for myself like i'm not even allowed to let people feel sorry for me right so and i know you know what i'm talking about josh like the whole poor sean poor josh rhetoric like people when Mm -hmm. and again maybe people don't know what to say or maybe they really truly feel this way but i i've gotten a lot of man I'm so sorry. If I, and I've had to stop people and say, whoa, 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 stop. Like, that is not it. Like, I'm not, I'm not a victim. Like, I'm, I am built for this. Like, God has put me here. I didn't arrive here on accident. You know, a lot of this I didn't ask for and clearly, you know, don't want to be honest with you. But at the very same time, like, I know enough to know that I'm not here by accident, though. And so you know, I'm, yeah, I don't have permission to feel sorry for myself. Like, I understand that, you know, my, you know, the testing of my faith produces perseverance. And when perseverance finishes its work, I'm mature and complete, lacking nothing, the Bible says. Um, and, you know, that's been, that's been a really, really important part of of the process for me. So combined with, um you know, just not allowing myself to get all into worry and all that stuff, which, you know, God has to remind me that it's actually not mine to bear. You know, it's this other part too of, yeah. And the moment you start to feel sorry for yourself and feel like a victim, you've lost. Like this thing gets really out of hand. And so that that's an important part of like how how you're going to get yourself through leading in, in hard times. It's not you know, it's dealing with being misunderstood. It's, um, you know, it's not feeling sorry for yourself. And then it's, it's also that other part of, of knowing who it actually belongs to.
2: So. Yeah. Trusting that, you know, as long as you keep doing what you feel like God is calling you to do, it's going to work
1: out the way that it's supposed to. Absolutely. Yeah. And again, it's, it's kind of the this like onward, we stumble type thing where because God is with us, we don't really feel like we have to nail everything, which for me is a big deal. Like, and I I can kind of get myself into that perfectionism type stuff where it's like, I got to do everything right. But the comfort of knowing God is intimate friend is that I can trip over myself sometimes. Like, Like you said, dude, we have not done everything right. We haven't done everything as well as we would want to, as far as like, There's things we would change if we got a chance to go back. But I am comforted by the fact that I think ultimately decisions we've made are the decisions that we have prayerfully considered, thought through, felt led to make, Um, you know, and God is kind of giving us the grace of, hey, like, because I'm with you, you have room to, to trip and then I'll pick you back up and we'll keep moving forward.
2: It gives us the freedom to let go of control. Oh, gosh, yeah. To not feel like we have to control the outcome or you know everything involved in it because he's the the one that's in control. Yeah. yeah.
0: So I like how we started off by <clears throat> saying that as Christians, do we sometimes you know we uh, profess the, the scriptures that we're talking about and having the peace and the confidence? And we uh, Sean just brought it full circle, I think, when he said that you know we are built for this. We uh, we are built, uh, Jesus promises that we're going to have um, All these problems and uh, things are going to come up or whatever, but that's why he has uh, he has instilled in this And you also said that or what I gleaned out I'm paraphrasing that nobody is closer than Christ as a friend and 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 a confident or a confidant So I mean to me that's those two things that I'm built for it and Christ is with me. He's right inside of me He's my best friend. He's there. He can guide me, but I also believe he puts Others in our paths, like-minded people in mm-hmm. in, in our paths to accomplish his goal. So I, I I think he he puts the thoughts in our head. He seeks out of the people to reinforce those thoughts, and then to me that's how we reach a Christ-like uh, you know conclusion. Absolutely. We're good. Yeah. Thank you all for listening.